G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Vision Christian Radio is all about connecting faith to life. From inspiring stories about the struggles we all face, to helping you understand the issues going on in the world, to clear and understandable Bible teaching, all peppered with great Christian music, the latest news, and even a few laughs along the way. You're about to experience just a small part of what we do. For the full experience, tune into a Vision Christian Radio FM or AM station near you. Listen online at visionradio.org.au or download our free app. Let's take a little while to talk about writing that book you've always wanted to write. There's a lot of things that are involved in the publishing of a book. And of course, you might say, well, I can get a blog up online any old time. Well, let's talk about being a writer, even more specifically being a Christian writer and actually getting a readership for the sorts of things that you might like to convey. Let's have a chat with Michael Colley, who's the National Director of Sparklit. Now, Sparklit is a Christian literature mission and really a companion to publishers. Sparklit runs the Australian Christian Book of the Year Awards. And so, Michael, joining us today to talk about getting what's in your heart onto paper and having someone read it. Hello, Michael Colley. Welcome along to 2020. G'day. It's great to be with you. Michael, always love to go through the shortlists and then the winners of the Australian Christian Book of the Year. And I guess all of those authors had to start somewhere. They had to start with an idea or a dream about what they were going to write. Let's talk about writing a book. Is it a feasible thing for anyone listening to our conversation today to think about becoming an author that's published? It is possible for anyone uh, to write and publish a book. Um, However, um, not everyone is going to write and have a book published. For every, uh, for every book that's published, um, there'll be 100 manuscripts that languish and uh, are never published. Let's come to the heart of the person who wants to publish a book, and particularly when it comes to a Christian book, because there might be a lot of people with an idea about a topic that they might like to write about, but there's some special things that are a part of a person's character. There's something that is important in the routines of a person who actually wants to be a writer, a communicator, or a leader in this field of literary communication. What's the best place to start with preparing that opportunity that you might have one day to become a published author? Well, I think most writers, uh, most good writers, are also good readers. And so it's, um, it's a, a great start is to be an enthusiastic reader. And in fact, before you put pen to paper um, in any field, you, you really need to, you owe it to your audience to be aware of what's already, um, what already has been written and published. Um, and so um, to be a good writer, you need to be a good reader to find out about how books are written and how to write, um, there's no better place to start than actually to be a reader and and an enthusiastic reader. Um, You need to be interested in reading and you need to set aside time each day to read uh, before you start writing. 
I guess if you're talking about that level of reading, uh, are you talking about a level of academic reading or academic study that might have you in the right zone or get your head around that particular topic before you make a contribution to it? No, I'm not referring to um, uh, sort of academic reading or accomplishment at all. I'm just talking about um, if you hope to um, write and be published, um, you are you are entering. You know, you're going to express yourself in a in a medium, an idiom, um, which is the written word, and uh, you need to be really familiar about. Um, you know, you need to be familiar with with writing what other people have written. That's how we learn to write, by reading. Um, and that's how we extend our vocabulary. That's how we um, understand our language is by immersing, in our, immersing ourselves in it. And there's no better way to do that than by reading because by reading we, can, um, uh, we have access to what people have um, written uh, in other places and in, in other times. The great thing about reading is that uh, it allows us to, to cross time and um, and physical locations um, without leaving our home. So it's uh, really reading and writing is a wonderful gift. Now, if you're writing fiction or non-fiction, how important is it to work with your own experience in whichever genre you are approaching? Well, I think um, all good writing is writing from experience. That is, you need to be a practitioner rather than a theorist. And depending on which field you write, but even if... It doesn't really matter whether you're writing fiction or non-fiction. Um, you need to um, have lived, you need to experience life. And if obviously you're a Christian writer, you need to experience um, what it means living life God's way. Uh, you need to not just be have aptitude for writing, but you need to have something to say. And that's, that comes from experience. And if you're writing with authority, that, that has to also come from experience. So if you're writing, for instance, about pastoral care, you need to write with the authority of having exercised the ministry of pastoral care. Regardless of what you're writing, whether it's poetry or whether it's uh, an academic book, you need, to, um, have, you need to be writing from experience and not just from theory. You can be writing theoretically, but that still has to come. That still needs to be, uh, have the authority of experience behind it. How important is it, Michael, to have some good advice, uh, whether it's a close friend, whether it's someone you trust, uh, whether it's someone who's you know qualified in whatever field you're trying to write about, or someone who's in leadership, perhaps in your local church, or someone you know who's in authority? How important is it to get the right advice about what you're writing about, to, to know that you're actually filling that niche in the marketplace? I guess if you're... Um if you're exercising a ministry, someone might well say to you, you know, um, you could extend and, and deepen um, the impact of your ministry by writing so that people can um, emulate what you're doing elsewhere by, by reading. Um, you know, what you're doing will inspire other people. So um, often people will tell us um, that we need to write something um, so that they, they identify that we're doing something original or something that's exciting or innovative or we can just, we're doing something faithfully and... Um, that by writing writing about it, we can encourage other people. So you certainly, it's great to be encouraged. And in fact, we need to encourage each other to, uh, if you see someone who you think needs to write, they might need encouragement. There's, I guess, people who are, are natural writers um, don't necessarily have something to say. And there's people who have something to say who are not naturally writers, and so they're going to need a lot of encouragement. But the single most important advice I would give someone who is interested in writing, though, is to start working with an editor. And it's often very hard for people to accept their need for an editor, but all writers need editing. 
And um, there's no better way to train as a writer than to expose your writing to um, the criticism of an editor right from the start. So it's a big mistake to complete a manuscript and then present it to an editor and say, OK, just can you polish this up for me? Um, it's much better to, uh, say, get in touch with an editor, to have a relationship with an editor and start feeding them you know, one chapter after another. And the editor can actually help you develop your skill as a writer. No writer, no matter how good they are, doesn't need a, an editor. Every writer needs an editor. There is no writer who's too good, so good that they don't need an editor. Is it the case, Michael, that there are professional editors who will actually look at your manuscript and run their critical eye over it? Uh, perhaps they are already, you know, able to comment on the field that you're writing about, or, or are you looking for the editor just to be someone who can just make sure that the the grammar's all right and that it's actually acceptable for people to read? Well, um, certainly um, most people's idea of an editor is someone who just sort of corrects your grammar. But in fact, um, a more experienced editor will actually uh, point out that, you know, your arguments are a bit weak here. Um, um, you know, friends don't make good editors because friends are usually trying to affirm you and, and uh, are reluctant to sort of criticise you. But if you have a constructive relationship with a really good editor, they'll just say, look, this chapter's really weak. In fact, I think you should pull it all together because it weakens the overall your overall argument. Or they might say, you know, you need to give more examples here or this is, you know, partly sort of what the structural editing is about. So there's sort of grammatical editing where there are questions of, you know, style of language. Um, but there needs to uh, an editor. A good editor will also um, provide input at the structural level, and they might sort of suggest that you change the order of um, the way you present your arguments. Or if it's a novel, they might suggest that you change the order of the events or the way you tell it. So it's not just a question of grammatical style or you know correct use of language. Um, it's also an editor will help you form your ideas and you know the ideas might sound great in your head but you've got to get them onto paper and then they've got to become appealing and compelling um, to other people and uh, you need a team publishing is a team sport you need uh, it's not just a writer working in isolation they need a, you need a team and then probably the key person in that team is going to be an editor Michael Colley is our guest. He's National Director of Sparklit. And we're talking about publishing a book. You might have a book that's floating around in your head right now or something that is being impressed upon you by others that you should put pen to paper, that you should publish a book. Uh, Michael, stay with us. We'll come back and we'll continue our conversation in just a few moments. Well, we're talking today with Michael Colley, who's the National Director of Sparklit. These are the people who run the Australian Christian Book of the Year Awards. And so we're talking about publishing a Christian book today or publishing in general because, Michael Colley, some people will say, well, I can get a blog up online any old time without actually having to publish a book that's got pages in it and that goes through a process of actually getting it on the market. Is there any advantage over being a blogger or being an author of uh, of what we might call real books? Well, it depends what you what you have to say and uh, who's going to read it. It could be that uh, you might have um, a book in your head and that the best way of um, publishing that book is digitally um, in, a, in the form of a blog. So it could be that um, the material you have that you want to um, broadcast or, or publish, the definitive form for that could well be a blog uh, or a website or a, a page in a social media channel um, and that, in fact, a paper book, a traditionally printed book, um, is not an appropriate form of uh, communication for you. So 
it's, uh, you know, depending on what you want to say, more commonly perhaps um, you might want to publish your material in, in more, for, more than one form so that a book will be complemented by a blog. A blog is also a good way of testing out what you have to say so that if you, if you publish a blog and no one ever reads it, it's probably a mistake to think that if you publish uh, a paper book, all of a sudden people are going to start taking notice of what you have to say. Uh, it depends very much on the audience. Um, but what is typically uh, done these days is that uh, an author will, um, they might start releasing some of their material on uh, a blog to arouse some interest. They might then also publish a book. They might then um, create a website. So really we're talking about a, a little galaxy of um, different um, media. So that, uh, a book's just one of many ways of getting your message, message across. I guess when you start to talk about having the blog that attracts a little bit of interest uh, to someone who might read your more full uh, expose of the particular issue that you're writing about, uh, the idea of being entrepreneurial is in there. And uh, sometimes I think you, if you're going to publish online, if you're going to be a blogger, you've got to be a bit entrepreneurial to actually try and get people to read what you've written. I suppose that if we were having a book published by a publisher, we would hope that they'll do a sort of a fair bit of that marketing entrepreneurial side for us. Uh, no. Authors have to be um, very enterprising, regardless of how much work a publisher does or how effective a publisher is at promoting your work. Um, really, no one can, can promote their writing as well as an, the author themselves. And so uh, it's, it's very difficult, for instance, for an author to be a very introverted um, person living like a hermit and just releasing their writing and having someone else publish it for them and promote it for them. It's really you have to get out there and um, represent your work and personally promote your work. And so you need to... If, if um, Writing involves a lot of personal exposure, so that's why people sort of feel very precious about their, their writing because when, when you put pen to paper, it's a form of exposure. But if you're going to be writing um, and expecting people to you know, buy your books... Uh, you need to uh, be able to uh, personally represent um, what you're doing and, and personally promote your book. And ideally, you need to do it in a fairly uh, bold and shameless way. So, and a publisher is is unlikely to accept your uh, is unlikely to publish your book if you're not prepared to do that. Okay, so you need to be uh, you need to be a sort of an out there type person. Probably helps to be a reasonably well, good public speaker then. Yes, you don't have to be an extroverted person. I mean, if you've written a book and you believe in what you're doing, it's quite easy to promote your work. You know, you don't have to, you know, you, your personally, personality doesn't have to be transformed, but you, you, you certainly need to be able to confidently um, promote your work. You might want to, you know, you need to do a bit of public speaking, um, prepare uh, presentations. Um, some degree of, you know, personal exposure is necessary. So use the word enterprising. Oh, sorry, use the word entrepreneur. You know, authors have to be entrepreneurs. They're not only creating content, but they've got to sort of work out and um, help propel their material into the marketplace and um, help generate interest in it. And when uh, and more and more, they also need to respond to feedback from readers. So writers, writers are communicating with readers, and more and more readers are expecting to be able to um, communicate with authors. So. Writing all has always involved self-exposure, but more and more uh, that's that's the case, that uh, writers need to be prepared to, to meet their readers. Michael, you're sitting in your office and an aspiring author is sitting opposite you and you're having a cup of coffee together and you're talking about all these sorts of things. What do you say to that aspiring author 
about what might be the best or most appropriate way of presenting the message. You might be thinking, well, it's not really a book that you need. You maybe need to become a blogger. Or are there other options that people might have? Well, you certainly need to test your writing um, to test the effectiveness of your writing. And so it might mean um, you need to get a circle of friends or people who are interested in encouraging you and you need to share your writing with them and get feedback. Um, you also need an editor, as I've already mentioned. Um, it's, an editor is a really important member of your team. So, yes, the material needs to be tested. Um, you need to uh, invite criticism, constructive criticism. And one way of testing it is to um, you know, maybe publish a, a blog. You also need to, uh, if it's going to sell, it has to be meeting a need. And so um, you need to study the, your society or the church and work out you know, what's, what Christian writer, what need... What need is there for, um, for, for writing? How will my writing meet a need? Because if there's not a need for your writing, there's unlikely to be a want for your writing. If people are not unlikely to want to read what, you've got, what you're writing um, um, if it's not meeting a need. So it's writing very much needs to um, need to write with that in view. And Michael, the sorts of things we're talking about today, it does create a more sophisticated idea of what you need to be as a modern writer. And then uh, to say a modern writer of Christian literature, you really need to have your head around a lot of issues, a lot of uh, ways that uh, the world functions and have an eye on trends, I guess, that are going on around the world. Is there something that that you can encourage us with that says uh, don't give up, you need to be perseverant? What's the sort of perseverance character mentality uh, that the author has to have if you're going to get to the point where you've been published and what you've written actually makes a difference? Well, you, you just have to uh, look on the internet for an interview with your favourite author and you'll find that uh, I can think of one author who who wrote, completed nine novels before the first one was published. I mean, that's, you're talking about years of um, you know, writing before a single, you know, having the, the manuscripts rejected time after time until a ninth novel was written and that was published. So, yes, you need to, my message to writers is always don't stop writing. Don't stop writing, and uh, if you've written nine, that means you've gotten through nine. One of them's a, a bestseller. Then all of a sudden, you've got a market for the other nine, that the other eight that you've already written. Well, uh, maybe not. Maybe the ninth and the tenth and the eleventh—they're the ones that are going to sell. But that's the degree of—if uh, you, if you call yourself a writer, you have to have that sort of um, uh, endurance and perseverance. Well, Michael, I want to point people to sparklit.org. I mentioned that Sparklit is the organiser of the Australian Christian Book of the Year Awards, and so getting your advice on this today is uh, really, really valuable. And as the National Director of Sparklit, there may be some listeners who'd like to be in touch with you. Uh, they might have uh, an idea. They might want to run by you. You're open to hearing people's ideas. You want to hear of, uh, of aspiring authors, and you're happy to give some advice if people get in touch? Sure, you'll find uh, an email address on our website. I should add also that uh, in addition to the Australian Christian Book of the Year Award, we, we have awards for unpublished manuscripts by writers under the age of 30 and under 18. Now, that's a great, great opportunity to um, have an, a goal to write to, uh, make, to enter into the award. And uh, the, the awards have a great track record of um, identifying um, writers and some of those manuscripts are, are published end up being published so um, yeah that's 
um, writing awards as uh, competitions as, as one way to encourage writers. Well, we mentioned earlier you're like a publisher's companion and you're also involved in Christian Literature Mission, which is not just here on our shores in Australia, uh, but also helping those aspiring authors in many other uh, lands uh, that are nearby. Well, Michael Colley, National Director of Sparklit, that website once again, sparklit.org. That's S-P-A-R-K-L-I-T dot org. Michael Colley, thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020. Great to be with you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.